Welcome to Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney. Our program is about turning the negative challenges in your life into positive experiences. If you feel that life's issues are bogging you down and there is no hope in sight, you've arrived where you need to be. We'll discuss the challenges and offer solutions that you can start working on immediately. Now, here is your host, Jeanette Abney. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about redefining our role as a woman. And then some might say, well, why are we coming up with this topic today to redefine our role? And this topic was very dear to my heart because as a woman, many of us go through or have been through or we're going through currently a transformation as it relates to our identity as a woman. Now, as a woman, we're often misunderstood as it relates to our power, our knowledge, courage, and strength. Our roles are constantly in conflict with the norms of society. Our role as a wife, a mother, a child of God, a sister, is also one of those things that we kind of battle with. So today we're going to be addressing the overt expressions, our attitudes that indicate our gender. We're also going to discuss the term gender as a role. And we're going to talk about the choices that we make as a woman, our struggles, the challenges that many women face as we define or redefine our role. So the goal is not to put women down. It is to encourage them and to empower as we talk about the role of a woman, as we seek to understand our identity and encourage women today. So today I want to bring on our special guest, Felicia Berry. Felicia? Good morning. Good morning, Talisha. Can you please tell the listeners who you are and what you do? Uh, Well, again, my name is Talisha Berry. I am an author. I am a publisher of Courageous Woman magazine. I am also a radio host, and I do a a multitude of things. Uh, I had to uh, experience exactly what the subject is today, uh, of defining defining myself as a woman. And in doing that, I uh, launched a business called Courageous Woman. So it has kind of springboarded into a multitude of things, but it all started with me experiencing some challenges in my life and where I had to find a way to uh, process and get through things. And in doing so, I had to tell myself that I had to be courageous. Wow, that's powerful. Because just the, the, by definition, the word courageous, when, you, when I hear the word courageous, I think of a lion. You know, and a lion just mm-hmm. roaring. And in front of me, and I know, and I want you to talk about some of the books you wrote and what made you write those books. But I have a book, and the woman, the author name is Sophia Nelson. And she wrote a book called The Woman's Code. And she talks about the powerful keys to unlock your, your life. And I want to start out by reading what's in the insert of her book. And it says, women are powerful, yet peaceful. Women are strong, yet sensitive. We're listeners, yet we lead. We are resilient, yet we remember. We are sacred, yet sensual. We are wise. We are mothers. We are single, and we are caretakers. We are spiritual, and we are sisters. There's something about women that makes us uniquely connected, and beyond that, simply 
powerful. Now, let's talk a little bit about the word courageous. How did you come up with that, that definition or that term or the word to use, courageous, for your magazine, Teresha? Well, I started the magazine. It was actually just a blog online. And I was experiencing some, um, some challenges in my life and some challenges in my marriage, some challenges, just overall challenges as a woman. I was at a point where I was getting older, and I had had children and raised children, and, and I, I was having some difficulties in my, my marriage. And I, I was trying to, to find myself, you know, after we mm-hmm. sometimes have children and go through the whole process of raising the children and being moms, and we give so much of ourselves away to our children. Well, we're supposed to, but in the process, sometimes we lose ourselves. And I was experiencing that, and I wanted, I was looking for help. So I was, I was seeking God, I was seeking some encouragement, and I'm a reader, so I, I was looking for articles. Articles always inspired me. If it's a woman, a woman, an article about a woman who um, triumphed over tragedy, or those type of inspirational articles always inspired me because I think if someone else could overcome something, then perhaps I can too. So mm-hmm. I looked for those type of articles and I couldn't find enough. So I said, you know what? How about I just write some? How about I find some other women's stories and start writing their stories and putting it on the blog? And it just kind of grew and evolved, evolved into a magazine. And mm-hmm. our focus is about encouraging, empowering women. Wow. You know, as these women were coming to you, because a lot of times when we talk about redefining ourselves, we don't really realize in regards to, first of all, knowing our value. A lot of times our value and who we are and our identity is normally centered around women that are around us, starting with our mothers, our grandparents, our aunties. You know, we start trying to emulate people that are around us. I remember being a kid growing up and watching my mother and watching my grandmother, some of the things that they did and some of the things I kind of grasped and I kind of still kind of hold on to a lot of those bad habits. But I also remember even with trying to determine what I wanted to do, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer or a judge when I, when I got older, but I was watching one of my aunties was a bus driver. So I admired the fact that she drove a bus and then I started driving a bus. It was either drive a bus or work at a bakery, because that's what most of the women in our family did. But growing up, what did you see as a woman when you said that you had to get to that point? How do you believe that you actually became the woman that you are today? Wow. Well, I think um, I I grew up uh, where I was raised by my grandparents. Um, My mom was a teen mom, um, but we grew up in a very strong Christian religious family, and I think that in growing up, I was constantly trying to uh, be approved that mm-hmm. I was a valuable and that I was uh, uh, pretty. And I, just, I was always trying to be approved, and I didn't get that approval. Even though I had a great family, I, I think mm-hmm. I just didn't get the approval that a little girl should get validated, you know, from her parents or her father, especially. And I was constantly trying to um, 
do things. So I got involved with the arts and with theater. And Mm -hmm. doing that, I kind of came out of a shell that I was in and I was able to be another character. (laughs) So I kind of got out of the shell and being shy by getting on the stage and becoming someone else. And so Mm -hmm. that kind of helped me develop uh, a personality of of being out front and being able to perform because I was really shy. But when I was able to put on this other character, I was able to do any, I could become anybody I wanted to be. So I kind of developed that as a a kid and I kind of moved into the area of entertainment. That's how I became an actress. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. I remember growing up, I used to always try to, like I said, I would try to emulate people in my family. And, and my mother used to always say, oh, Jeanette is just so talented. Oh, Jeanette just come up with all these stories. And I recall my father mm-hmm. telling my mother, Jeanette ain't coming up with no stories. She lying. You know, because I would always <laughs> try to, to do things and, you know, because, and that is true. When we're talking about knowing our value, a lot of times we don't realize the words. Things that we say to our kids are very powerful. I was Absolutely. at a restaurant with my daughter a couple of weeks ago. We were at California Kitchen Pizza. And there was a little girl there, and she was dressed in like a little princess dress. And she was just dancing and having so much fun. And my daughter and I, we were talking about that, how she was free. And it's not until somebody tell you, don't do this, you can't do this, you shouldn't do this, mm-hmm. that you don't know what you're, you know, that you're doing anything wrong. And words are powerful. Now, we're going to be taking a break in about Absolutely. three minutes. So if you want to call in and you want to talk about or share your story as a young girl growing up, some of the things that you have learned, you were taught, because we're going to get into the role and why the role of a woman is so misunderstood and where a lot of women are trying to reinvent themselves, to develop, to change who they are, to recreate. And it's like taking on another character. Now, before we go to break, Tanisha, I want you to talk about even just your character as a kid. What was that like for you? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. The character, when you said that you started acting, you started going into theater and and things of that nature. How was that for you? Well, it it was wonderful because... Even when I was going through things as a, a a young girl, a teenager, just going to a rehearsal or being part of a production, I was playing another role. So I was able to get out and away from everything that I was dealing with personally at home and become a character. Wow. Well, and it, yes, it was fun. So Yeah, I'm quite sure. And you know what? And it's interesting because even with women today, even as we go from being a kid, and we think the world is great, the world is fun, the world is supposed to be a certain way. And it's how we start developing our self-image, our self-esteem, our self-awareness. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then we get to the point to where if we had a tragic past, making peace with our past. So we're going to be going mm-hmm. to break in about one minute. So I want you guys to stay tuned. We have a lot of good information. Tanisha's going to share some other stories with you guys. So until then... Let's take a break, and we'll be back with Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney and Felicia Berry. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for the Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Precious Predicaments. To reach Jeanette Abney or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to jabneylmft at gmail.com. Now, back to Precious Predicaments. Welcome back to Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney and special guest, Felicia Beard. Today we're gonna we're talking about redefining your role as a woman. And one of the things that I was talking and we were talking about words being powerful and I was talking about knowing your value as a woman. I want to go into a little bit of some of the roles that we play as a woman. And as a woman we play certain roles. We basically we are birth, we're born, we start off as a daughter, we the woman become a sister, woman can become a wife, woman becomes a mother. A woman can become a grandmother, and a woman can also become a great-grandmother. Now, as we take on these roles, we have to learn how to manage those roles because there's also certain responsibilities that come within those roles. And sometimes those roles can be very conflicting. Sometimes we become fixated. Now, Talisha, I know you said that you're an author, and you wrote a book, and I want you to talk about the book that you wrote and tell the listeners the name of your book and share some of the details of it. Oh, well, my book is a, I I call it a Christian-friendly novel. It's a a family drama. It's uh, titled The Baptist Junk. And the story is about a family who deals with uh, one of the uh, daughters of this family gets pregnant out of wedlock in the 60s. And that was kind of taboo at that time, especially growing up in a, a Baptist family. Uh, and what happens is, you know, in that time, some of the religious practices they had in churches where the woman would have to uh, stand up before the church and apologize before the congregation for becoming pregnant. And so the family went through a lot of different things as a, as a result of the religious practices that were in the church. So the woman, what happens is, growing up, she really was not defined 
as a young woman, and she didn't really understand her value or her worth. So when she became pregnant and how the church and other family members came against her, she felt unworthy. And she decided that uh, she, she, she didn't get love. She didn't get enough love, and she felt like no, she wasn't worthy. So her life, the book uh, kind of chronicles her life of going through what all she went through, all because she didn't understand her work. She got out into the, the world of uh, men, numerous men, and drugs. And the, the, the story is really about her not understanding her own value and mm-hmm. her not forgiving herself for what she, but she thought that God was against her, but he never, God does not work that way. He had already forgiven her. It was about her forgiving herself. So it's a, um, a really, really strong family drama, and it's kind of based on uh, people that I know, people in my own family, and, you know, as a writer, they always, instructors always told me, write what you know. So this is a story that was very familiar to me and to my own personal family. So a lot of the characters mm-hmm. are based on my own family. So it was kind of fun writing the story, but it has a really strong uh, message. Well, wow, it's funny because when I first met you and I saw your book, I thought you wrote the book about my mama. Because when I saw it, I was like, wow. You know, because I remember being a young kid and... You know, my mother, my father left. He said he was going to get some yams, and it showed, took him a long time to go get some yams. And um, my mother was sitting there, and she was depressed, and I used to listen to her, you know, listen to Gladys Knight. He's leaving on that midnight train to charge you. I love Gladys Knight, but that song got on my nerves. And, you know, and I watched her slip into depression, and she went to the church. And when she went to the church, the next thing I know, my mother was praying about a preacher. And it kind of gave me a, a bad taste about church and preachers and, and things of that nature. And, you know, and I always would say as a woman, I'm not messing with depression. As a woman, I'm not, you know, I see a preacher, I'm ready to run, you know. And, and it was just so much that I saw. And it was interesting when I, when you shared that, when I saw that book, I was like, uh-uh, you know. And they always do say, write what you know. Now, getting back to what you're talking about in regards to that identity, and a lot of women, especially where I grew up in Compton, were having kids at a very young age. You know, some of us grew up in the church, and, you know, we had to go to church. We were told to be a certain way, dress a certain way, do certain things. And then yet some of the women that we saw was doing a total opposite. So we were kind of confused in regards to our identity. And what was wrong, what was right, you know, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. My mother used to say, find you a man with the money, find you. And I used to be like, uh-uh, no, I don't want that. So let's talk a little bit about the character in your book and just that identity. Well, um, she really... Well, because she got pregnant at a young age, as a young girl, she really didn't know, even from the beginning, to even fall, uh, I'd say, prey to a, another young man. They were both teenagers, and he was able mm-hmm. to convince her to uh, to sleep with him and to go ahead, and, uh, and, and she wasn't sure, you know, if that's something she wanted to do with her first time, and she was afraid. But because mm-hmm. this man said to her, if you love me, you'll do this. And so she was looking for love. 
She's wow. at a young age. She's looking for love. So she went ahead and she did that, and she got pregnant, and all hell broke loose. His family, her family, because he was a young man about to graduate. He had his mm-hmm. life already planned out. He was going to college, and he wasn't going to let anything uh, divert his plans. But her, on the other hand, she had to be the one to stay home, not even finish high school, and take care of a child. And um, how the family and the church came against her is what really, really hurt her and hurt her self-esteem, hurt her understanding of her value. She thought that she was ruined because that's one thing her father said to her. Words are very, very powerful, especially when you're young and impressionable. And Mm -hmm. he said to her, you're ruined and no man is going to want you. So she took those words into her heart and she carried them. And that is what made her go out into the world looking for validation, looking for love in all the wrong places. Wow. You know, that book, as I'm listening and I'm, you're sharing the details of your book, it kind of reminded me a little bit of my, my own life because I remember my first boyfriend was like, trust me. Trust mm-hmm. me, and I got pregnant. Somebody tell me, trust me. I'm like, uh-uh, I don't trust you. You know, <laughs> but the thing is, another thing is, when those things happen to you at a young age, especially as a woman, because I had my son when I was 19 years old. I was turning 19 at that time. And one of the things is, because I knew that I wanted to do something with my life, I knew that I always felt that there was something greater in me Outside, you know, just outside of Compton, you know, outside of the atmosphere that I saw, what I witnessed with women, you know, and it was a battle for me. And one of the things was making peace with my past and forgiving myself. And a lot of times we as women, we feel stuck. We feel trapped. We feel mama did it, auntie did it, grandma did it, now I'm doing it. And now, you know, I can't go to college. I can't find this job that I want. And the one thing, I didn't know which direction to go. A lot of times, and I didn't even know how to step out on faith. I was just so hard-headed and strong-willed and determined. I remember getting married at 21, and I didn't even know how to drive a stick shift. But I was determined to leave Compton. I drove, I went and got me a rent, a U-Haul truck, and I split all the way from Compton Oceanside with me and my friend Kelly because I was getting out of there and my all I can remember is my mother in the sitting in the in, in the middle of the standing in the middle of the street just waving by to me as I was trying to leave because I was trying to leave my past behind and start trying to redefine myself as a woman trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted and what I wanted to do. Let's talk a little bit about that. I know we got about four minutes to break again, but let's talk a little bit about forgiving yourself. When you have, you know, done some things, or, you know, as a young girl slept with boys you shouldn't have been messing with, or used drugs, let's talk a little bit about redefining yourself and letting and making peace with your past. Well, absolutely. One thing is God is a forgiving God, okay? And that's something that people don't understand, that God already forgives you. If you, you ask God for forgiveness, he's going to forgive you. The bottom line is, is forgiving yourself and being able to move mm-hmm. forward once you have said, I forgive myself. 
yourself and being able to step out on faith and go forward and doing what you feel in your heart or feel led to do, to just go for it. That's part of being courageous, just being scared to do something, but doing it anyway. Just jumping out there and say, I can do this, you know. Wow, that is true. That is so true. And sometimes as a woman, you know, because we're so resilient, a lot of times we don't mm-hmm. have that backing. Sometimes we don't have the financial backing behind us. You know, we just got to jump in it and just, you know, like they say, fake it till you make it. Make the best mm-hmm. of your situation. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't, we don't have a clue. We don't know what to do. We just do the best that we can. And, and then when we do that, if we want to forgive ourselves, we have to also not let people bring up our path to make us feel bad about some of the decisions that we've made. Learning how to let things go and pressing towards the mark and moving forward. And sometimes that's a challenge. Let's talk a little bit about that, Tanisha. Sometimes you got to let people go. <laughs> sometimes you got to get out of the circles of people that were part of your past and that did not believe in you from the get. And sometimes wow. you got to step away from them and get, if you believe in something that you want to do and you, your circle of friends do not believe in you, then that's not your circle. It's time for you to wow. get a new circle, period. And, and, and you know what? And believe in yourself. all we know. And will we like, okay, that's all we know. You know, I don't want to let my, I don't want to let too many other people in my life. I'm so used to this. And that is so true. Sometimes you got to let, People go. Even family members sometimes. I used to always say, and I heard my sister say, you know, we don't get to choose our family members, but we do get to choose who we associate with in our family. Absolutely. Because sometimes our family is the one that don't want to let us go. You know, I heard Mm -hmm. so much growing up, even from my mother, who do you think you are? You ain't no better than nobody else. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's not who do I think I am? Who are you afraid of me becoming? That was part of the problem. Right. But you have to be strong strong enough to say, you know what? I believe in who I am. I have a vision. God gave me vision. God gave me dream. God gave me ambition. I'm going to go forward, and then you'll see. Then they'll be after you succeed. They'll be like, oh, that's that's my baby. That's my friend. Wow. And that is so cheerleader. It's like I um when I'm working with my clients, I always. Read or have them read the book Paula White, and it talks uh-huh. about wholeness. Even as I make a relationship work, the one thing she say is, "I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be." Now we're going to be taking a break in 30 seconds. So again, if you want to call in and you want to join Nisha and I as we talk about redefining your role as a woman, you can call us at one eight eight eight. Three four six nine one four one, and I'm quite sure many of you have a lot of stories to share. We're going to talk a little bit about self-esteem, self-respect, and basically being resilient as a woman, and how to bounce back from some of those tragedies when you feel that you know life is over for me. I'm not going to be anybody because you've heard that. Learning how to stop playing those records in your head over and over again, and letting that stuff go, just letting it go. Till then, we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. 
His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Do you feel alone trying to conquer life's challenges? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April Joy Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to discover the powerful you. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you get empowered holistically every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Precious Predicaments. To reach Jeanette Abney or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to jabneylmft at gmail.com. Now, back to Precious Predicaments. Welcome back to Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney and special guest, Tanisha Berry. Today, we're talking about redefining your role as a woman. And like I said, as a woman, we wear many hats. Many women have done a lot of amazing things. Even today, we're looking at our election. We, we got a woman that's running for president. We've had women that be that have become Secretary of State. We have women that have become, you know, things. Even myself as a woman, I'm the owner of two outpatient drug and alcohol facilities. I do a variety of things. I I basically do, I work with families. I work with children. I, I do a lot. I was a coach. And I've come a long way in my journey as being a woman. So, Tanisha, I want to talk about a book that you wrote and our writing, our selling publishing, publication, but you got a book out. And this book is interesting because I have a friend. And when I first met my friend, she would always tell me, you a hot mess. And I would laugh about it. And I'd be like, okay, I'm a hot mess. And some of my stuff was still messy, even though, you know, I'm a woman that's very educated. I'm a woman of faith. I'm a godly woman. And she would still call me on my stuff when I'm become a hot mess. So talk a little bit about your your book that you have coming out. Uh, my book that I have coming out is Girl, Get Yourself Together, How to Be <laughs> Mentally, Physically, and Spiritually Better. And I think, um, well, what, what, how I started this book was going through the stress and depression of going through a divorce. And through that, I had to tell myself, I had to speak to myself and say, get yourself together. Girl, get yourself together. Those are the words that I said to myself every day. When I would get down, I had to motivate myself. Sometimes you don't have people in your circle that's motivational or could speak a word to you. Sometimes you have to find it within yourself to motivate yourself. Or Mm -hmm. you can stay on the couch. 
And I couldn't stay there. I couldn't stay on the couch in the fetal position every day. I had to get up. So I had to keep telling myself, get up and get yourself together. And what I had, the process I had to go through physically, I had to get up and go work out. I had to think about my physical health because when you're not healthy, that will really send you into a depression. If you're, mm-hmm. I had hypertension, I had, uh, I was having stomach problems. All of this stemmed from the stress. And when you work out and exercise, that helps relieve that stress. So I had to get up physically and make myself, get myself together, and go walk, go exercise, go run. Every day till I started to feel better, even lost a few pounds. And in that, <laughs> physically, mentally, I had to work on myself mentally. I had to read. I had to worship. I had to listen to inspirational uh, ministers and 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 insp- uh, motivational. I listened to. Uh, um, Many, many motivational speakers from Les Brown to Zig Ziglar and people who really motiv- know how to motivate people. And that mm-hmm. helped me. It really helped me. And spiritually, I had to read the word. I had to hear it over and over and over. And it helped me to get up and go and do what I needed to do and not be afraid. And I had to be courageous. And everything I did, I said, it's time to get up and go. Just because you go through situations such as a divorce doesn't mean life is over. It's not right. over. You get up and, and go and get your life. And that's what my kids say, Mama, get your life. <laughs> so <laughs> I got up and I wasn't an old person. I wasn't where I, I was just couldn't do anything. I was just going through a depression and I needed mm-hmm. to get out of it. So I had to get myself together. So that's how the book talks about how to get yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually better. You know what, and that's very powerful, and a lot of times individuals become mentally stuck. I've worked with a lot of women that have dealt with divorce, you know, going through a divorce, a lot of women that have dealt with children living in their home that was a challenge or dealing with mental illnesses and things of that nature, and mentally, a lot of times people don't realize how powerful the mind, the brain is, and when you go through you feel like everything and everybody is against you. And a lot of times people don't know where to start, how to get help. And there is help out there. And even what you're talking about spiritually. Spiritually, I would say you got to believe it. You know, a woman uh-huh. told me a long time ago, you have to say it, claim it, believe it in order to receive it. Because like you uh-huh. talked a little bit about words being so powerful. Sometimes when you're spiritually drained, and when you just want to give up spiritually, you know, that's where I remember I had a pastor. He told me when I was going through to listen to gospel music. And there are certain songs that would empower me. There were songs that would motor, motivate me. And one of my favorite songs was by Hezekiah Walker, He Favored Me. And every time I would get down or people would do something to me or Shabbatee Strife or people would backstab me, I would always play that song, He Favored Me, 
or the song that sometimes you have to encourage yourself. And like you said, mm-hmm. now, I don't know about that one, Tanisha, because I'm allergic to the genome. So, when I get down <laughs> to the physical part, I want to eat. <laughs> so, I'm not going to tell that lie. I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. Me and the gym, we, we, we got we, we got to work on some things because they just, ugh, it's just something about the gym. I just do not want to go. I find every excuse in the world. However, but when you're talking about stress, physically, going to and exercising and walking, just doing those simple things. Now, I did start walking, so I will admit that part, but I haven't been to the gym, even though I have a lifetime membership, 24-hour fitness. They probably got a worn out for me, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take care of that. So mm-hmm. let's talk about, and when you were seeing that, it kind of reminded me of the movie Waiting to Excel. Did mm-hmm. you have other women to help you as you were going through? Oh, my God, absolutely. Let me tell you about the women. You know, one thing I am is a praying woman, and I pray to God to just send me some help. I didn't know what to do. I was a mother of four, and I wasn't working. I was working from home. I was doing, you know, my, my, my ex-husband, he worked and, and carried the family, so I took care of the, my children and the home, and that was normal life for us. And so when we began to, when the marriages started falling apart and, you know, even then I kept trying to hang on and pray and pray and pray, but there were women, there were women that came to me. I I know that God sent them. I know without a shadow of a doubt, because I prayed for help. I didn't know how it was going to come, but I prayed Mm -hmm. for help. And it came through women that just happened to, to get into my circle at that time. The women I would meet at some point, and we became friends, and most of them were very, uh, they were spiritual women, they were preachers, evangelists, apostles, they came to me, and they prayed for me, they counseled me, they talked to me as from a ministerial standpoint, then they became my friend, and they really, really, like, soldiers. They really were. Um, and you know what? And that's what a lot of women we need because a lot of times when women are going through, I've always noticed because I've been surrounding myself with a lot of powerful, educated, intellectual women that mm-hmm. have, you know, they feel good about themselves because there is power in numbers. And I believe in building oh, a team. Yes. And I try to build a team with people. If I, and I encourage them, you know, because I try to speak life into people's lives. When I see people that are struggling, if I hear women say, you know what, I want to start my own business, I want to do this, I don't have a problem with sharing. Because as women, women have been so competitive for so long, and we really do not need to fight against one another. We really need to uplift one another. And another thing that I've done is I surrounded myself with older women. I have an older mm-hmm. woman friend, and she's my ride or die. And I was waiting on mm-hmm. her to call. Her name is Miss Park. And with Miss Park, sometimes I'd be thinking I would roll the part. And even though she's a spiritual woman, because I met her at the church, we hang out. When I say Miss Park, let's go to the club. We go to the club. We do it. We have so much fun because I've learned a lot from being around older women, wiser women, women that my mother would say, been there, done that, got my T-shirt, because you can actually learn a lot. And sometimes we have to listen. We have to listen. And one of the things that my friend would tell me is, you have two eyes, two ears, and one mouth. I used to be so busy talking, I was not listening. 
And we have to listen to our body. And we have to listen to what that little, that little voice is telling us. Let's talk a little bit about that, Tanisha, because I know we have a break in about three minutes. But I want you to share and go back to that mentally, spiritually, and physically, the things that we as women need to do, because we need to hear it again. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I discovered is learning to listen. Listen, you said listen. Listen to our body. Sometimes our bodies will tell us it's time to take a break. Or it's time to make changes. Or it's time to go and get some help. And if we don't listen, then that's when we end up in trouble. That's when we get uh, up sick and we have ailments and um, conditions that we could have prevented had we listened to our bodies and, and took the time to find out what was going on. When I was dealing with the stress of my relationship on the part, I began to have a serious stomach problem. I couldn't mm-hmm. even eat. And it got to the point where um, the doctor said, well, you know, we're giving you Prilosec and everything. and We don't know what else to do for you. And I had to have a scope done on my stomach. And when they gave me the results and they said that my stomach was eroded and it was because of the stress that I was dealing with. And they said, there's no thing as a stomach transplant. Whatever you're dealing with in your life, you're going to have to change it. We can't give you nothing else. It's on you. I took that and I said, okay, I have to listen. At this point, I'm falling apart. I got to get myself together physically. If I don't, then I'm not going to be around much longer. And I have four children. I had to think about them. Wow. Okay, we're going to take a break in 30 seconds. We're going to take a break, and I want, we're going to end, and we're going to talk about, and like I said, give women some tips that they can do, just, just basically simple steps. I mean, we're not saying that you got to change. You know, basically, it's like my friend always tell me, you'll change it when you get ready. You'll do it when you have to. And we have to stop making all these excuses. Because excuses and procrastination will get us in trouble, and they kind of keep us right. handicapped, and they keep us stuck. So we're going to right. take a break, and we'll be right back. Okay. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life, or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Do you feel alone trying to conquer life's challenges? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April Joy Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to discover the powerful you. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you get empowered holistically every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Precious Predicaments. To reach Jeanette Abney or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to jabneylmft at gmail.com. Now, back to Precious Predicaments. Welcome back to Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney and special guest, Denisha Berry. We're talking about different things, and, you know, we've shared a lot of our personal things that have happened in our life that have pretty much kind of shaped and molded us to become the woman that we are today. And Tanisha shared about her magazine, Courageous Woman's Magazine, and I strongly advise you to go online, download a copy, subscribe to it, read her magazine, because she has a lot of interesting articles that can give individuals practical advice on how to change your life, how to change your situation, where you don't have to feel stuck or handicapped. But you know, and it's interesting because even talking to you, Tanisha, and I share with you how I developed into a businesswoman, which didn't know a LLC from an S Corp to a C Corp, didn't know what the heck I was doing. And it wasn't me, it was all about God, you know, and sharing, and you shared basically some of the things of, and we've been doing this, it seems like for a short time, but what we're doing is very powerful. It's very powerful because it really gives women hope. You know, I've had a lot of women come to me and say things important to my life that I didn't even realize that I was a role model for them. I didn't even realize that I was setting an example and paving a way for other women to follow behind me. How do you feel about that, Tanisha, in regards to some of the things that you're doing? Well, I agree. I have done quite a few things in my life, and now that I am promoting women and encouraging empowerment, empowering women with Courageous Woman magazine, um, I, I didn't realize, you know, in, in starting this, it all started with, with me seeking help for myself and that there were so many other women that were looking for the same thing and just needed some encouragement to get them through something that they were going through or to encourage them to take a leap of faith and to, to go back to school or to start a business. And we've been able to do that with Courageous Woman. So it's been a blessing to me to, to be in that position that helps and encourages other women. So it, it's, it's fascinating to hear the stories and the feedback and response that we get from our readers, the women that we've featured. It's been awesome. Wow. And you know, and the one thing is, and I live by this, I'm going to do the right thing no matter what, and I don't take nothing for granted. Nothing for granted. Oh, no. You know, because as easy as it comes, it can go. And a lot mm-hmm. of times people think that, especially... You know, one of the sh- a show that I want to do is talking about the career woman because a lot of career women, we, we wear this facade and people don't really know what we're going through. You know, they don't know sometimes what's behind all of this and the struggles that we go through. It's like the old saying, go, you want my glory, but you don't know my story. You don't know oh, what yeah. I went through to get to where I'm at mm-hmm. now today. And I want to mm-hmm. hear a little bit in regards to, you know, I had a, another woman that poured into my life and she's no longer here. But she was a, a pastor's wife, and her name was Mother Hammond. 
And it was interesting when I was going to Friendly Church of God in Christ, and Mother Hannah would get on me about my dress sometimes. She would be like, well, where's your slip? Because it was a Church of God in Christ. So in the Church of God in Christ, they have a lot of rules. So it kind of reminded me mm-hmm. of like, when you were talking about the Baptist junkie. And mm-hmm. she would say things to me, and she gave me a book. And the book was basically called Women in the Bible. And I had another woman that used to pour into my life, and I'm looking for her. Her name is Sarah Porter. If anybody can find her, please let me know. But she was another woman that saw in me things that I didn't see in myself. And no matter, you know, and I looked at her as a mother, as a grandmother figure, and every time something was going on in my life or whatever, or she would pick up something spiritually, she would give me a book. And I was like, I don't want to read some books. And, you know, she was going to connect me with Iyana Van Zandt and Oprah. And she, because she was in that era where she was working with a lot of women. And she saw in me things that I didn't see in myself. But I want to talk a little bit about women in the Bible. And I want to talk about the, the Proverbs 31 woman, which is a virtuous woman. And even when you marry, and it says that he who finds a, a woman's wife finds basically a good thing. But talking about that virtuous woman, and for her price is far above ruby. And one of the things it talks about in the scriptures with Proverbs 31 is a woman that works hard and willingly. A woman that is productive and makes use of all the time she's given. She's a thinker, a businesswoman, is strong but generous, is clothed with beautiful attire, is honored wise and kind, takes care of her family, is beloved by her husband and children, is praised as a pillar in her community. Now, I'm going to stop there, but tell me, what comes to your mind when I read those, or I describe that virtuous woman? What comes to your mind? Wow. I think about myself. I think about myself as a young woman and not really even having the understanding uh, totally. Even though I was raised in the church, I didn't totally, I wasn't totally aware of my value or what biblically I was supposed to bring to the table. And when I began to understand the Proverbs 31 woman, I had already done that just naturally. You know, I was uh, I was a woman who who stayed up all night taking care of things in my family. I worked from home. I was always doing something to make life better for myself and my husband. I wanted him to be successful, so I worked diligently behind the scenes. It didn't matter to me that he was in front, even though I did many things that put me out front. But I wanted. My, I believe that the husband should be, uh, should should have a place, and that the wife is supposed to attach herself to her husband and, and help him and and make him better. And I did those mm-hmm. things naturally. And I did, when I think about it, I think about um, you know just just being better as a woman. And what I learned from that is that at some point you're going to you're going to figure you're going to figure out who you are you know when you really get into in tune with yourself and in tune with a proverbs 31 woman and a virtuous woman that's that's a remarkable that is defining you, yourself as a woman 
and I was doing that, and and I, I believe that uh, at some point those things. I mean, I teach my daughters those things at this point now, so I kind of mm-hmm. I, I got it. I, I learned some things, but I had to go through that those processes of of doing those things. I had to go through some things. So, yeah. Wow. And you know what? And that's one thing you just said in regards to teaching your daughter. I have a daughter, and I am so proud of my daughter. I really am. Because my daughter, basically, she watched me. She learned a lot from me. Somebody, Some people call her a mini-me, and I know sometimes that kind of piss her off sometimes. But, you know, the one thing I did not want to do is continue the cycle that we had in our family where there was a lot of jealousy and envy when it came to the women and daughter relationship. And I always tried to have that different relationship with my daughter. Even, you know, we went and bought us some cars the other day. And, you know, we have fun together. We have a very unique relationship. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be mm-hmm. closing the show in about two minutes. I want to thank you guys for listening. And I want to go back to, like I said, in a short amount of time that we have, as a woman, work on your self-esteem and your self-respect. As a woman, know who you are and who you are, and don't let nobody break your spirit or bring you down. As a woman, strive to be that woman that you know that God has created you to be. As a woman, give back to other women and pour into the lives of others. As a woman, recognize how powerful and virtuous you are and how resilient you are and how courageous you can be even when you just step out on faith. Because being a woman is powerful. Now, next week, I'm going to be talking about normalizing mental health. And when we talk about normalizing mental health, we're going to be breaking the taboo of therapy. I'm going to be giving individuals some information in regards to understanding different diagnoses in regards to depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, disassociative identity disorder, a lot of things that people are being told that they have and what they can do and what families can do to help their loved ones. And if you need help, don't be scared. You can always go seek therapy. You can go talk to other women that's going to be honest with you. And because you know, you've got this. And if you need therapy, give me a call. You can find me on the internet. You can find me on Psychology Today at Jeanette Abney. Or you can basically email me at jabney23, jabney at lmft at gmail.com. Or, and I, if I can't help you, I can connect you with other therapists. Now, until then, remember, you got this. And tune in next week, again, with Normalizing Mental Health with Jeanette Abney and Kahala Bakine from Harmonious Solutions located in San Diego. Thank you for listening to Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney and special guest, Tanisha Bailey. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney. Please join us again for another program next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have an easy and relaxing week. You've got this.